This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Welcome to another edition of the Grip for 60 podcast. Um, Leads don't matter edition, which I guess is every episode, but in this case in particular, leads do not matter. Um, I'm of course referencing the uh, Dallas Stars game that happened earlier this week. Oh, I mean also the Columbus game too. Yes. Well, that was pretty back and that was much more back and forth than... um, the Dallas game. Yeah, that's true, but still. But we've got some injury concerns. Shot, surprise, surprise. We've got some. Uh, we got some wins. Well, I guess out of two, one win out of two. Um, but hey, that's like four of the last five or something. Something like that. Yeah. Are the Jets actually good? Uh, I'm still hesitate. I'm still hesitant, but. Anyway, my name is Connor Farrell. You can call me TC. I am joined from Gainesville. Hey, everyone. I'm Brendan. Uh, You can call me TCJ. Still can't get those introductions down, can we? No, no, because usually we have that awkward gap, and I tried to fill it, and you just kind of talked over me trying to fill the gap that didn't exist. It's called pacing, all right? I don't have a follow-up. these days? Yep, pacing. All right, well, uh, so the Jets, since our last episode, the Jets have taken, uh, well, I guess one of their last two games. They lost to Dallas 5-3 to three on Thursday night, and then... Yeah, but that was really, that, that was an empty net goal. I don't think we should count empty net goals in the final tally. I think it should just be 4-3. Fine. Uh, and then the Jets won in an absolute thriller weird game uh four to three against the blue jackets last night very weird and that that's kind of the the, what concerns me and that is the different injuries and the penalty kill was terrible and all sorts of different things are concerning but you know what when the boys needed them most people showed up that was the most generic way i could put that I say what? It was a thought in my head. I was saying, what? Was there more attendance the other night than the previous game? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, attendance really isn't a problem in Winnipeg, is it? No, no. Just, um, just the way you sat and you made it sound like it was like, oh, well, at least, you know, they're, the, they're playing badly, but at least there were more people at the game. <laughs> How about this? When we, the fans, needed them most, the boys showed up. There you go. Um, but I feel like I'm getting ahead of myself. So let's talk about that Dallas game first. Um, but, what, what were your thoughts on this game? 
Um, Other than more teams should wear green. That's not that's not where I was going. That's where I was going. You know, I mean, I guess you're right in that there are too many like blue and red teams in the league, but in sports in general, yes. Not um, enough green teams. Well, uh, back to wearing this shade of green. Well, Joe Pavelski didn't register a point, so that made me happy. Hey, uh, <laughs> you know who did score? You know who did register a point? Lucas Visa has a goal. Yeah, we'll, we will. <laughs> we will get to that. <laughs> Lucas Sabiza confirmed better hockey player than Joe Pavelski. Uh, <laughs> why do I do this with you? <laughs> I don't know, because somebody asked you to. Yeah, that's, that sounds about right. That's, that was about it. Mm, uh, yeah, I mean, so the Jets were outshot in the first two periods pretty badly. Um, Man, that second period was just, for the most part, pretty terrible for the Jets. Yeah, that, the second period sucked. Just, and I'm not just talking about from a score perspective. They were outplayed in that second period. Yeah. They were just not good for most of that period. And also, their, their defense was just abysmal. Well, Corey Perry had three assists. Yeah, that's how you know it was abysmal. <laughs> Maybe Corey Perry is starting to catch on, but, I mean, we're a quarter of the way through the season, and those are assists number four, five, and six for him. I'm just so. looking at the uh... – map on natural statric of where the uh, shot attempts were from. Uh, there's just a giant blob in front of the crease. So <laughs> Yeah, if you were if you were you know if you're watching this game and you're expecting Connor Hellbach to win, what the heck are you doing? You can't expect him to succeed in this kind of environment. And yet here he is probably still once again the best player the Jets have keeping them in this game. Like there were points when the Dallas when Dallas went up when the Dallas went up, when the Stars went up 3 nothing, there were points in this game, or even when it was 3-1, that Connor Hellebuck was like, okay, I'm just going to make the save and keep everybody in it. The, because there were saves where it's like, if he lets that goal in, this game is effectively over. Um, but yeah. he came up big when they needed him to. Yeah, and you're talking about that. And while it wasn't necessarily a great game for Connor Hellebuck, no. something, something interesting to point out, though, is the fact that he was perfect against middle and low danger shots against, mm. but the Jets gave up uh, nine high danger shots at five on five. That and, sounds like a lot. And four of them went in. What, could you give us a baseline? What is ballpark an average number of high danger chances per game? Uh, I, I can't really ballpark that, but like a league average. Well, I mean, I how know. how like, high is nine? What does that mean? I, I, I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. I expected better of you. Um, I mean, it's not to me. It's not that. I need something to compare it to. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. I'm kind of stuck. No, okay. And to your point, so there were some of those goals were, were pretty nice goals. Uh, like the that tip in front was just pizza chef. Mwah. Right? Right. I, I can't fault him for that. I mean, I can't really fault him for any of these goals. So, I mean, someone just has to make a play on Corey Perry. Uh, Yanmark can't be the one scoring. Jason Dickinson can't be the one scoring. Faxa, maybe, I guess. Um, 
But you know what? You know, the Jets put them. So this is what why this game is encouraging to me, even though the Jets lost. I am encouraged by the fact that there is there is despite the fact that they don't really have an NHL defense, there is no quit in this team. What was it less than a minute after that um, third goal goes in? It's Kyle Connor and Mark Scheifele on the breakaway, two on one, puts it in the back of the net. Suddenly it's three one before intermission, and they've got a fighting chance. Yeah, I mean, you really can't say enough about how big of a goal that was. I mean, there's a big difference Huge. between there's a big difference between going down three uh, nothing at the break to being down three one. I mean, that, that gives you some hope. Yeah, and it's exactly the kind of guys I mentioned this frequently, but it's the kind of guys that you want to see leading the charge coming back. It's Kyle Connor and it's Mark Shifley. You know, if anybody's going to take charge of this situation, it's either going to be those two or Patrick Line or maybe Blake Wheeler, somebody like that. Or and it always seems to be Shifley and Connor in these situations. And or, that I love. Or later on, Lucas Sabiza. Lucas Sabiza! Yeah, Patrick Line gets a goal. Uh, and then Lucas Sabiza ties it um, with about five minutes to go in the third period. And that's, I mean, am I thinking of the wrong one? Was that basically an empty netter? I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know why Sabiza like pinched like that far up like that. Like he's he's basically at the slot as a defenseman. It's like, why are you there? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Hey, that happens more often than you think watching Phil Myers play defense for the Flyers. He likes to do that. Um, right. Also, but it, it's still like, like Neil Pionk's thing too. No, but it, it was like, Oh, uh, Lucas Pisa being in the right place at the right time offensively. That's not a phrase I was prepared no. to say. <laughs> <laughs> no. And again, it's like, you know, I talk about Connor Hellebuck coming in, in the right, the right times. Uh, and being big, huge in the right moments. Kyle Connor was huge in the right moment. Mark Shifley and that same play. And then Patrick Line and Lucas Sabiza, of all people, comes in and ties it up. Like, this is how – this is what this team has done all season. And I was listening to um, the hockey guy on YouTube recap. Um, I think it was actually the Columbus game, and he said something to effect of, well, they don't look like they're playing very well, but they're stealing points. They're – scoring goals and they're stealing you know stealing wins they're getting points when they need to and i'm like well yeah this is what happens you're not they're not the greatest team their underlying numbers don't look particularly good i don't know how long this is going to be sustainable but when it comes down to the right times they're there if that makes sense um i should have taken in a second to formulate that a little bit better but you know what i'm saying um this is how you steal games you come up in the big moments, and that's what they've done pretty much the whole season. Yeah, I mean, that was a nice, like, little diatribe there, you know, uh, except for the fact that, uh, like, a couple minutes later, not even a couple minutes, 25 seconds later, Jamie Benn scores. Well, right, okay. Fair enough. This game, it didn't work out. But if you're looking at the big picture, there's something to be said for the intangibles that this team has uh the the you're gonna mock me for not having the the nerd stats to back this up but they've got this fighting spirit and this sort of this clutch performance in some of these players that can get them points now it didn't work out today but i think 
if you're going if this team is going to make the playoffs, they have to have that. Yeah, you know, I, I I get what you're saying, and what you're talking about with like intangibles makes me think of um, uh, every week, like the people over at the uh, the Redskins like team media thing, like you know the stuff they put on their like official website. Oh my goodness! Every exactly. every are you you know where I'm going with this? Yeah. Every week they break down the game by like offense, defense. Yeah. And then. Skin tangibles. Skin tangibles. Yep. <laughs> Cracks me up every time I see it. Oh, just the worst pun. Worst sports pun. Like, there. You play enough adult rec leagues, you get to some pretty bad sports puns. That might be the worst. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I I, t- I totally totally agree with you, but. I will say though, just going back and looking at uh, what happened on the on the play there. I mean, it's a bad turnover by Patrick Line, and yeah. I think it's uh, it's Tucker Pullman or it might be Morrissey that's just kind of out of position and it's just kind of overall just a, an ugly play and it's just like really after tying up the game, that's what you're gonna do. Yeah. Uh, and you know that's sort of. You can complain about Patrick Line. I mean, I'm not saying you you in particular are, but people will complain about Patrick Line giving up that turnover there. But when you sign Patrick Line, you're kind of like when you're scoring or when you sign a scorer like Patrick Line, that's kind of part of the deal. When people have the puck on their stick a bunch, they're going to turn it over sometimes. And this one probably poorly timed. Um, and Patrick Line has been better at winning battles, winning pucks, um, being better at being a playmaker more than his goal scorer, but that is still a part of his game where he is going to turn the puck over. That's part of what he is his game, unfortunately. Yeah, and I, I'm not saying that, like, Lion is a horrible player because he made no. this one turnover that cost him the I'm game. I'm not saying you're saying that. But, you know, it, it, I'm just saying, you know, that it is what happened, and it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. It's happened, it's unfortunate. You, you kind of like to see Connor Hellebuck come up one more time, but I can't really fault fault him yeah, for that. I, I mean, can, it was it was kind of a sweet move from from uh, Jamie Ben, so I can't I can't be mad. Yeah, and the other thing to that you you mentioned one of our defensemen being out of position. When you get a turnover like that, you're not as a defenseman, you're not not really like supposed to be in a position to make a defensive play there, right? You're supposed to be there in case we need to move the puck around a bit, right? So mm-hmm. that you can be a little bit more susceptible to being out of position in those kinds of situations. Right, yeah. Um, anything else you wanted to pull from from this Dallas game? No, I um, I said my piece on this game. Yeah, I mean, I think it was kind of a kind of 50-50 game. Uh, obviously, you don't want the Jets going down three, yeah. nothing like that. I mean, but, I mean, it was it was good for them to come back and tie it, obviously. And you you wish that they got another point out of it, at least. You say fifty fifty game, but that second period was pretty bad up until the Jets score. Up until that breakaway goal, there isn't a whole lot to like from a Jets perspective. Yeah, but at the same time, though, their third period was so good, and I know that there's some scoring effects involved in that. But their third period was so good, and you know, they weren't 
too far behind in, in course for expected goals that it makes you think, well, it was one-sided. and It was just kind of a miracle that Winnipeg came back in the first place. Right. But, uh, no, it is, it is what it is. But uh, let's move into last night's game. Uh, we will talk about the Jets' 4-3 victory over the Columbus Blue Jackets in a Hey-o. game that just made absolutely zero sense. Nope. So you're telling me the Jets played a game against a Metro division opponent that didn't give the the Metro opponent a point, at least? Yeah, somehow. It just, I'm sorry, I had to bring that up because it seems like every time they play a team like the Rangers or the Devils or a team they should beat in the Metro, like the Blue Jackets, it goes to overtime, gives the other team a point, or they lose to, and the other team gets two points or something like that. Right. Yeah. No, I, I got you. So um, pretty back and forth, I thought in this game, um, pretty 50, 50. That's why I, I was, I was saying earlier on that the leads don't matter. Mantra really applied more to the other game. Um, Pierre-Luc Dubois doing his thing on that first goal. He's got 10 goals in the season. Pretty good player, in my opinion. One of the more underrated players, and probably will be because he plays in Columbus. Um, yeah, and it's it's really weird to look back on because uh, I remember when everybody criticized Columbus for taking Pierre Luc Dubois over Jesse Puljujarvi, and now a few years later, it's all like, how did you know? Like, hey, that's that was a really great decision by them. Meanwhile, what is Puyarvi doing these days? I think he's playing in, like, I think Finland, I want to say. Finland? Does he still yeah. have an NHL contract? Yeah, he's, is... he's still under – he's basically playing over there until Edmonton moves him. <laughs> um, I'm just going to stay here in Sweden – or Finland until uh, until I can get on a, a better run organization. Yeah, my, my Finnish team has run better than, than the Oilers are, so I'm <laughs> right. staying here. Right. Um, but then we got some pretty interesting Jets goals here. Blake Wheeler from Jack Roslovic, one of my guys, uh, and Dmitry Kulikov. And then the goal I really like, Nikolai Ellers coming out of the penalty box and Blake Wheeler um, with the assist. Pretty, I like those goals. Yeah, you know, I, I like seeing Blake Wheeler get on the scoreboard. He's a really good player. Yes. I think he's gotten some flack this year for not being – as productive as expected this year. So yeah, it was, it was right. to me, it was good for him to get on the score sheet and he had, it was really, really nice setup, really nice shot, just mm-hmm. quick shot uh, right through Merzlikens. We're just going to call him Elvis, right through Elvis. <laughs> Elvis? Is that his first name? That's, that's his first name. His first name's Elvis. Oh, yeah. And I'm not bothering with that last name. So we're just going to call him Elvis. Elvis. All right. I'm, I'm on board. I don't want to, I don't want Elvis playing in Columbus, but you know what? We're going with it. Um, and then Seth Jones, Nyquist makes it 2-2. Both of those on the power play. Or the Jets power play, our penalty kill. And it's, they scored all three of the Columbus goals came on the penalty kill. Power play. Well. Whatever. Came against the penalty kill. Yes. Uh, actually, to correct you, that, that made it, uh, sorry, that made it 3-2, not 2-2. Because Dubois. Oh yes, three two. Bye bye. Yes, nice. Um, also, also, uh, the, 
The point is, penalty kill was horrendous. Yeah, but I will say, former Shark, Gustav Nyquist, guy on the score sheet. There we go. But um, um, Is yeah. the penalty kill something we need to worry about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Long term. I, I, I mean, it's there really hasn't been that many times where I was like, hey, the penalty kill was really good tonight. Right, and I, I wish I had the, the numbers off the top of my head, but we're getting into the territory where it's like, this team cannot take penalties at all, right? If we take a penalty, just give them the point and let's continue. Instead of losing that two-minute time, let's just uh, give them the point and go back to where we were going. Like, might as yeah. well. Yeah, and it's not just from a, like a percentage-based thing when it comes to special teams. Like, the Jets are giving up the fifth most expected goals against per 60 on the penalty kill. That's not good. You said the and, fifth most? Yeah, the fifth most. That's but, not good. Yeah. But here's the other thing I wanted to point out was uh, – their, their penalty kill is third lowest at 72%. Yeah. Kings yeah. and Predators are the only ones with worse. Yeah, it's not acceptable. But here's a – Here's the thing I thought of last night. I was watching the Sharks against the Islanders. The Islanders scored, and Pete DeBoer challenged it, and he lost it. Rip. Put the Sharks back on the penalty kill, or just well, on the penalty kill. But uh, this was a thought in my mind. I'm like, are teams that have good penalty kills, are they more likely to – like, does that affect if you're going to challenge a play or not? Right, because if if your penalty kill sucks, you're I don't want to risk challenging something and and not only having the goal stand, but likely giving up another goal because my penalty kill stinks. Right. Uh, and here's here's some good news though. I just looked it up. The Winnipeg Jets have the fewest penalty minutes in the league, and it's not particularly close. They have 119 penalty minutes. The next closest team is the Canadiens with 153. There you go. So, you know how I was saying? If this team cannot take penalties, they're not taking penalties. So, just if you're going to yell them. about this team, taking penalties is not what you need to be yelling at. Now, the penalty kill is something to yell at, and that is what we're yelling about. And, and we'll continue to yell about. Until we'll continue better. to yell about. As long as they are conceding three penalty power play goals, in a single game against the Columbus team that I, as far as I know, doesn't have a very good power play. Um, I think I heard that it was, this was their first time scoring three power play goals in the same game. Uh, I mean, that doesn't happen very often. No, you don't get that opportunity very often. You're right. Um, It's still not, still not good. Um, and, and, and to, just for the Jones and Nyquist goals, just be back to back like that. It's just a backbreaker, really. Yeah, I, and you were doing so well. Like you had a lead, and then the penalty kill destroys that. Um, you know, being so close together, and now suddenly you're trailing. Yeah, it's, it's just overall just not a not a great play or situation. And you're trailing against a team that just in general, isn't very good. Yeah. They're not a very talented team. Um, Seth Jones and Rowenski, pretty good, I guess. 
Um, but other than that, I can't really name too many black, uh, Blue Jackets off the top of my head because I don't have the roster up. Well, you know, it's, it's just been kind of tough for them this year because they just lost so much after last year between Panera and Bobrovsky, Duchesne, yeah. and all the guys that they had to give up in order to make that team happen in the first place. You know, when your goaltending tandem is Jonas Corposalo and Elvis, uh, tough, tough sledding. Good luck to you with that. Yeah. But hey, it still might be better than the Sharks goaltending. So there's that. Okay. And then before we move on, I was about to move on, but then I realized we didn't even talk about the fact that the Jets actually won this game. So maybe I. I'm excited about the games they lose, and I'm yelling about the games they win. What, what's going on here? <laughs> well, also, like, the Jets won this game in, like, the stupidest fashion possible. Like, this is just a bad giveaway by Elvis there. And yeah. Not only that, it just – Was it a bad giveaway? Because I feel like Cobb kind of muscled the defenseman off the puck. I mean, I guess it was he shouldn't have made the, that pass. But it's not yeah. like he gift wrapped that to to cop. Yeah, and um, I don't know. This this play is so screwy that basically it it, it just pretty much belonged in this game because this game was just so wild and weird. But I mean, it, it's a bad giveaway from from Elvis because he just kind of fires it at people. It's like <laughs> there's some bodies over there. It goes directly to to cop. He gloves it down, and it, I think it just takes a weird deflection off the, off the defenseman and just kind of, like, knuckle pucks in. I can't yeah. really explain. It doesn't make any sense. No. The, like I, no, the best explanation for this is that Andrew Cup willed that goal in with his mind powers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he hypnotized the goalie with, with his yeah. psychic powers, yeah. And just, just, not even hypnotized the goalie. Like, willed – used his mind powers on the puck to will it into the net. Yeah, it's, it's a great solo play by Andrew Kopp, who, you know, obviously me praising Andrew Kopp is a weekly occurrence on this yes. podcast. Or a bi-weekly occurrence, really. But, I, I mean, hey, if you you take the wins any way you can get them. and Any way you want it. Th- oh, sorry. Yeah, and this one's a regulation win for yeah. – I mean, granted, it was, against, uh, it was against Columbus, who hasn't been great this season. Yeah. But for a Winnipeg team that has really struggled to win in regulation due to, to me, really their bad defense and inability to create – offense or convert the few dangerous chances that they do create you know any regulation win is big for them mm-hmm. you know yeah th- this team only has eight regulation wins in 24 games but hey they're sitting in fifth place in the western conference so there we go because you know why brendan because hockey hates you leads don't matter Okay, that's it. Leads don't matter, and the Jets go to overtime frequently. Yeah, Get that yeah. loser point. Yeah, and also now – Or the, the winner Jets, point. Yeah, and the Jets right now are 7-2-1 and one in their last 10. Yeah, that's pretty good. That is pretty good. Now, I don't know how long that will last. So, 
why don't we enjoy it? Yeah, and also Winnipeg is sitting in fifth place despite having a negative five goal differential, which is the worst of any team in the top eight. <laughs> but we're going to ignore that and say, hey, well, Winnipeg okay. is but, fifth in the conference. But how many? How much of that is losing 7-2 to the Penguins? Well, uh, 7 minus 2 is 5. So I guess you so could say all of, all of it. But then you could yes. also – have the Jets had a blowout win this year? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I'm just saying. I if, can't if, think of anything. If you're taking off the top on one end, you got to take off the uh, top at the other. You know. Well, there was also the four nothing loss to Colorado. Let me see. I'm going back through the schedule now. I'm looking five two over. Nah, well, that's kind of. But anyway, yeah. You know, uh, I, I just I, I just wanted to throw that out there. Okay. Fair enough. Um, and, and you know, like. This team is still in this weird state of not competing, but still kind of competing. Yeah. So it's I guess it's at least nice that they're somehow fifth in the Western Conference despite their horrendous. Are they blue fifth? Line oh, fifth in the Western Conference. Yeah. Despite you know their just awful blue line and all of the injuries that they've had, it's pretty impressive still. Yeah. Uh, speaking of injuries, do we know anything about Josh Morrissey or Nathan Beaulieu? Um. As of this recording. Yeah, Marat eight tweeted out something like Morrissey's gonna be okay and Bolu Bolu I I'm never gonna be able to pronounce that name right. Listen, um, I've heard his name pronounced about ten different ways. I'm going I'm sticking with Bolu because that's easy. Yeah, that sounds right. Bolu. Okay. Anyway, uh, apparently he's going to have tests and I don't know I don't know what happened with uh, Laurent Brossois, who had a I guess like a groin tweak or a or a cramp. Really? I thought it was just a, um an equipment thing mostly because we haven't heard anything else about it other i don't know he, it, it looks like he it looks like he went back to the dressing room to me yeah i don't know but hey credit to good night i thought a decent night anyway but hey credit to hellbuck uh for coming in ice cold and yeah. keeping the game alive for ice comestone cold exactly oh so Speaking of things that happen bi-weekly, the two of us praising Connor Hellebuck. Well, yeah. I mean, you can't talk about this team without talking about Connor Hellebuck. Because at this point, he is the team. Like it or not, he is the team. (laughs) Can you imagine saying that back in September? Like it or Uh, not, Hellebuck is this team. Sort of. Because, like, as you and I both know, like, goaltending is complete voodoo. It just doesn't matter. (laughs) It doesn't. I mean, it, like, it matters, but it just... It matters, but you cannot control it. It just seems like my personal experiences with, with goaltending is... Oh, oh every fans, every yeah. time you have high hopes for your goaltenders, it's always low. Every time you have low hopes for your goaltenders, exactly. they always surprise you. So, Listen, you're a Sharks fan. I'm a Flyers fan. We know goaltending voodoo. I, like, I, haven't, I haven't seen quality goaltending since I've gained a Bakov. I'm listen. I'm just now finding quality goaltending. So, starter heart, man, starter heart. Starter heart. Uh, starter heart is the truth. Do 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 do. See, see the way that we both just said starter heart back to back kind of reminded me of like the uh, the old Sports Center theme, like starter heart, starter heart. Oh, oh, that might have to become yeah. a thing. Yeah. So anyway, we're having a little right. bit of fun because we're at yeah. the end of the episode and we don't know how to end episodes. No. When have we ever – we, 
you never know how to, how to end these things. No, absolutely. How about not. can we end it with first star of the game, Blake Wheeler? Yeah, I mean, sure. Have first fun. star of the game, Blake Wheeler. And well, I was curious, where is he sitting? Well, he's at 14 points in 24 games. You do kind of expect a little more from, from Blake Wheeler. But, you know, again, like I said, it's nice to see him have a good no, night. Okay, you can say you can expect a little bit more out of him, but lately he's been the guy. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, will, I will agree. I'm just saying that season as much overall, as we just said, As much as we just said Connor Halbach is the team, late, lately Blake Wheeler has been the guy. I think he and he and um, Kyle Connor have been have really started to click together. Uh, also, Nikolai Ellers four goals in five games right now. Heyo, that's my guy. I want the Flyers to trade for Ellers so bad. I'm sorry. Don't you mean criminally <laughs> underrated Nikolai Ellers? Criminally underrated Nikolai Ellers. Put him in the All Star game. Yeah. All right. With that being said, um, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Cripper60Pod. Feel free to check out our Spotify and iTunes pages, even though I still need to update them. Um, check out our – you can find our pods on the Hockey Podcast Network's pages. They'll be there first, so go check that out. Um, with that being said, uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of the Gripper 60 Podcast, and have a good one. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.